and welcome listeners to the latest edition of Yoga Benito Football Social. Yeah, I don't have uh, an Oasis themed intro, I'm afraid. Um, I can't I can't steal that from from Jimmy Floyd. However, um, and we'll get to him in a minute, but we've got a we've got, we've got something that supersedes that. Uh, joined by Will, um, long time feels like ages, Will, since we chatted on the pod. I don't think it has, but it just feels like a long time when it's not a week. It's January, isn't it, mate? It's, it's a long old month. It is a long old month, and do you know what? You know what you need when it's when it's dark and it's cold. You need you need a shining light. And uh, and we have waited, we have waited for him, um, and here he has come. He, he came together with Jack last week to do a wicked Liverpool pod. We are absolutely bloody chuffed to bits to have a better Jimmy. Um, no, <laughs> sorry, Jimmy. Um, we've got Jimmy Jimmy Townsend in the house. Jimmy, so glad to have you, mate. How are you doing? Very well, very well. Thanks for thanks for the big intro. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll try to be the shining light. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm very excited. Happy to get through the first performance with Jack and, and get invited back. I thought maybe I'd I'd never be back on. So it's please, pleasing to be back so soon. No, we, we um, yeah, we got your like data pack, you know, like the data pack oh, bra yeah. thing oh, that, yeah. that, that all the players it. wear during training. But yeah, we analysed it. It was really good levels of stuff. Um, so we liked it. Um, so great to have us together. Uh, we've got a we've got a chock full show listeners obviously transfer news has come thick and fast we've got some tales of the AFCON that we want to give love to um uh, Jimmy wants to go over a bit of the the, the goals at the the absolute plethora of of goals that are flying in now and uh and we want to do a bit of, of player swap that that I think uh Will pioneered last time round where we we try and marry up a, a bit of a swap for two players and two clubs and see if they can they can benefit the other team uh, a bit better, but that'll all become clear in part two. Um, really important at the moment um, for us to uh, to talk on on a case that um, has essentially gained a lot of traction. Um, those of you who know, on Sunday reports came out from uh, the, the the social media. Uh, that Mason Greenwood has been involved in essentially a domestic abuse case, um, and uh, and and it's something that has been elevated now. Uh, we understand that he's been removed from uh, training and involvement with Manchester United. Um, and as difficult it is, and we're not we're not we're not journalists here, so um, excuse me if I kind of very much choose my words carefully but it's something Will and I spoke about and as much as we always want JB to be a platform for all the beautiful things that happen in football we are you know a lot of others are, are, a lot of the guys in JB are fathers um, a lot of them have daughters um, and we wanted JB to be a platform where if we if we feel that we can give air to um to the fact that these things are are, are, are worrying and there is a, an increasing trend of, of uh, abuse towards women in England. I think it was described as a, as a, as a pandemic uh, only recently in a, in a, in a essentially a document of, of a survey or whatever um, that, that footballers and football can play a really big part in this. We know that, you know, there's been reports that, when scores don't go a certain way at certain times of the year with certain clubs, uh, domestic abuse cases rise, and, and we're talking about more than that. There's 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 deeper allegations than that, um, and so I, I would just I'm, I'm glad that we've got this space to 
to essentially lend our voice um, to those who have been affected by any sort of abuse uh, and and to call it out, um, kind of a stand by those who do speak out. It took tremendous strength to be able to do that. Um, and 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 I, I, I do think uh, that time, you, you can choose to stay silent, but I think Martin Luther King spoke about the dangers of being silenced. Uh, silent in, in situations and and what kind of saddened me and maybe something Will and I spoke about off air is is the fact that um, that voices within the football community the the elite voices voices that you see every week um, chose perhaps not to um, and I'm sure they've all got reasons for that but it doesn't stop them speaking out on a multitude of governmental sins um, and 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 I'll pass it over to Will, but but that's that's something that I think we'll always continue to do. We have continued to do, um, and and all power to any of the podcasts out there that that kind of choose to take the same approach. Will, what did you you know? What's your take on it? Yeah, I totally agree. And um, on that, shout out to the um, to the Stadio guys because as ever they were spot on in um, talking about it at the top of their show as well. And um, Joe, you touched on it there with sort of the the elite um, not not speaking out, not doing their part. And I think you look at what's happening with our government today. And I think there's a, there is a trend there and there is this, this endemic rise in situations like this in football. Um, and there is no accountability, no level of decency from clubs, from government, from elite figures that I think within society, um, thankfully because of the power of social media and, um, power that people have now and the bravery of victims. Um, there is there is stand stands against this, but an awful lot needs to be done by those that are holding the power. Um, and it really makes me sad that a lot of that isn't happening. And I, the only other thing that I really wanted to kind of speak out against as well was the um, a lot of fans I think have made light of it and you know, shared a lot of jokes around prison FC and things like that, which I just think if you're doing that, you're essentially making rape and abuse an okay topic. And it's, it, it mm. and you're almost hiding from it in a, in a sense of you're accepting it and you're hiding from the, the problems that surround it. And that's not okay. It's not banter. It needs to be dealt with in, with severity and it needs to, have tact and lastly on that in terms of people that are talking about it in the right way laura williamson wrote an amazing article on the athletic um which i'd encourage everyone to read to just kind of clear themselves up and um yeah just show complete and utter solidarity for all those that are affected and hopefully we don't turn off fans that are affected by these issues and feel completely isolated and ignored by the powers that be yeah, good, good shout, man. Good shout, um, Jimmy. What was you know? Where did you? What was your thoughts on on not just the situation, but kind of the wider aspect um, within within sport? Yeah, I think I just kind of hope that um, from something as low and as shocking as this, that maybe some positivity can come out of it and um, raising the awareness of it and, and the power of social media now. And I think the Mendy situation as well. I think. We can't bear our heads in the sand. These things need to be challenged and talked about. Um, I think the mental health campaign in, in sort of the championships being been great. And I think, you know, that Rashford's work is obviously done and Black Lives Matter, all these things are coming to the forefront now. And I think this is a, is a hugely, hugely important one. And it's a shame that by footballers doing it and carrying it out, it has to become that way. 
Um, but obviously yeah, spending time in Australia, it was, it was a huge problem in the rugby league there. Lots and lots of rugby league players and, you know, they're, they're, they're big boys. Um, they were, they were causing a lot of trouble and doing some terrible things over there. And it's, it's, it's something that needs to be in the public and needs to be in the, in the mainstream media. It needs to be discussed regularly for people to, to challenge it and be aware of it and, and, and try and stop it becoming, you know, like Will mentioned, part of just sort of banter. Oh, you know, let's, let's make fun of it. it. It can't be that way. It needs to be challenged. It needs to be eradicated, but it's, it's a long old progress. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. Uh, very true. Very well said. Um, I, I guess, I, I guess fundamentally, um, the role that we can play is not be be bystanders in it, you know, be active, uh, and and like you said, will this the, the type of behaviour that you see online, you know, I always I always think uh, of Dan um, Hardman, you know, a, a friend of of JB, wonderful artist, and and he stands by his positions on on refusing to essentially draw um, certain certain footballers, um, and he took the same stance when 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 you know the story came out with God to Mason Greenwood. Um, you know, if you are affected by abuse in in any sort, um, you know, find strength if you can, and just know that 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 there is um, there's tremendous groups out there that can give you support. That that that, that that's an important thing, and there's people that will believe you. Uh, and we'll we'll care for you and, and support you. So all, all power to you. Um, I think we'll have a quick break here, guys, and we'll, and we'll come back, uh, give ourselves a moment's pause, and, and come back for, uh, for for kind of part two. And welcome back, listeners. Um, we're gonna we're gonna dive into. Uh, the transfer market, which which has been surprisingly uh, wild and active, I've kind of I've gone full circle on. I don't want to know anything. I don't want to read anything. To still like essentially having Fabrizio Romano like drip fed into my veins for the last twenty four hours, uh, like forty eight hours. Uh, yeah, I, I really tried not to, but I couldn't help it. Um, there's been some big moves. I, th- I think you know we've we've highlighted. Newcastle, we've highlighted Spurs, we've highlighted Everton these last hours. Liverpool have made a significant addition, uh, which which could play some sort of of role. Um, and and actually, Barcelona and Juve have also uh, been kind of interesting uh, kind of uh, characters in in this transfer window. Um, well, let's start with, with with I don't know who would you, who should we talk about first? I think the guys we've got to start talking about are the the winners of the window, I think Juve have had an amazing window and it's almost been like the, <laughs> the shift of narrative for them. It's like, it feels, we were saying just before we came on, it feels like a summer window. Like the, uh, just to be able to, I think Kulishevsky is an exciting signing for Spurs, but Bentecourt, I feel like is a good player, but I think Zakaria is someone that has an awful lot of potential and for 7 million was a really mm. good bit of business. Yeah, really felt like it. I, I even think, well, it was like, it's 5 million plus 2 million in add-ons. That's so Juve. How, like, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then Truly they is. signed this guy, um, this young striker, who apparently um, just <laughs> eats 
goals for breakfast. Um, I'd like to check his passport though, Will. I still feel he's like at least 30, 31. He's such a, he's such a fully grown man. At 21, yeah, he's a monster. Yeah. Goodness me, can you imagine? A jawline like, on him. Gonna, uh, you imagine him as a teenager and someone being like, oh, I'd like to introduce you to my son. And just be like, hurt your neck. Yeah, Doosan's out um, in the woods just picking up massive logs, carrying them around. Like... Schwarzenegger yeah. at the beginning of a commando. <laughs> Definitely veins all over him. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm really excited to see those two play. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I think for sure. And, and yeah, the, sure. the goings out as well, you know. Kulisevsky and, and Bentonkur going out, which I think Bentonkur's a bit of a loss for Juve in a way. But like you say, they've got a ready-made replacement. But the Ramsey one, um, and I think carrying the, the Ramsey, the paycheck, and him not really getting his opportunities. I didn't see that one coming to Rangers. I'm not sure how how the, the salary goes there. If Rangers can, can afford that, I'm, I'm not sure they can. I suppose Juve will carry on paying some they, of it. They can't be. Yeah, yeah. My, like, my friend, a Rangers I, I, fan, said that Juve are footing the entire salary, <laughs> which can't be happening. Yeah, but... Wow, yeah, that's really yeah. interesting. How... <laughs> um, okay, can uh... we have our Ramsey? Yeah, do you want to pay and use wages? Nope. Just he'll don't bother, mate. Us. Just take him. Yeah, <laughs> just take him. That could um, be cool, though. Oh, Good on Ramsey I, I, for choosing that. I wonder if we can. Uh, I, I, I said this beforehand, um, but Juve look a certainly different outfit for the Champions League ties that are coming up now, don't they? Like scarier outfit. Yeah, they're they're mm, building. Right. They're slowly building, uh, aren't they? Some progress. You can see them. It's it's that scary old are. Juve coming back again after a really sh- rocky start, and they're they're looking very defensively mm. solid now, and that counter attack is really starting to work. And when you add in Vlajevic to that as the spearhead to finish things, in, instead of a wasteful Morata, you start thinking, yeah, blimey, in in a one off or two off encounter with Juve, yeah, you'd be you'd be a bit worried now. And do you feel I like so. yeah, I, I kind of feel as if. Morata and Vlaovic could work quite nicely together because I think like Morata when he some of his best games for Juve I think when he was playing with Ronaldo and he kind of did everything else that Ronaldo didn't yeah, yeah, do yeah. and now you've got this like absolute poacher in Vlaovic but he's you know so so clinical and then he's going to be supported by Morata and everything that he does and Morata now doesn't have to be the finisher like yeah, you yeah, saying for sure. you know, he is wasteful yeah he's, he's the one thing you don't want Morata doing is pulling the trigger he's lovely doing all, all the busy nice work in, in the intricate stuff in between but yeah Blaivic can finish stuff off I think I think Juve look good um, I think we got to we got to mention Barca though if we're going uh, European hey because that's some really interesting ins if you add the Ferran Torres and now Traore and, and what looks like a Dundee and a Bamiang which I did not see coming but that's pretty interesting I think it's weird yeah. I think it, it makes me think of when those big rock groups broke up in like the late 2000s and they kind of started partnering <laughs> up and and like as much as I loved Audio Slave it was like an awkward fit and uh, what was that that weird thing that Slash did? Who? What, what was that band that he formed? Like I don't know, Traore. Yeah, um, collaborating with Aubameyang. Yeah, I, 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 I really don't know. It, it, it seems, it seems not anything like I thought Xavi was going to bring to the table. No. I really thought Xavi was going to be like, I'm going to shun this type of thing and I'm going to nurture all these these lovely young players that we've got. I'm going to maybe bring in, you know, I could actually maybe see just the, the Aubameyang kind of coming in. But yeah, Traore, 
It's it's a very it's a very strange mix. It's very odd, and it seems like Lepore is is kind of flexing, but but kind of working the wrong type muscle groups. Yeah, I thought thing. they were. I like thought they were bankrupt, and I thought they had a full salary salary yeah. wage was you know at its peak, and then somehow they're they're making things happen. Whether now it's going to be like PK and Sergio Roberto, they're just not being paid. They're just voluntary now because they need to fit these new guys in and pay them somehow. But um, yeah, it's it's fascinating. I think Aubameyang, if they get the best out of him and he's scoring goals, at least Barca can focus on finishing top four again. But um, yeah, I did, did not see those signings coming. They haven't shifted anyone either, have they? Like of of yeah, I guess of Aguero's no. contract Unless... has ended and Griezmann went, so they didn't yeah, but really, it doesn't yeah they had probably had some. But I know what you mean. Yeah, they, they had some wiggle room. There's rumours still circulating at time of recording of Dembele possibly going to Chelsea. Yeah. Um, after the PSG thing. Is okay. Off. But yeah, as as of uh, this moment, nine o'clock on Monday, he's he's still a Barca player. I know one of the clever things they did with Umtiti. I think um, Sid Lowe said, but they they essentially renewed Umtiti's contract, didn't they? Which maybe they've structured it in a way that actually gives them greater kind of wage license to be able to to outlay stuff for, for the likes of Traore and Aubameyang. Um, I, I find it fascinating how flexible the, the wage rules seem to be if you're an elite club in Spain. And, 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 and actually, you know, I know we're, uh, Real Madrid have just quietly uh, got on with it uh, and actually... Um, are Real Madrid the good guys? Is that <laughs> Never. what? Are Barcelona the bad guys and Real Madrid the good guys now? I, I, Is don't, that? I don't think that'll ever be the case, Joe. I can't. <laughs> but Barcelona aren't the good guys anymore. No. No, I think that that but, whole that sadly that lovely rose rose tinted glasses of Barca has gone, hasn't it? We're in a we're in a different era now. I think you have to look at the you know, your Bill Bowles or your Sociedads for that now. Barca are a different yeah. different style. This thing called the Super League happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I think that's a good gov- coverage of uh, of two very big uh, big hitters. Um, let's bring it closer to, to the shores. Let, let's, um, if, if you don't mind me, guys, uh, entertain me with regards to the the flip side of the the Juve clearing their their, their bank balances. Um, I'm hoping that Paratici has got more to his. Uh, more more strings to his bow than just opening up his Juve black book. I think you you said that, Jimmy, and <laughs> yeah. and you know thumbing thumbing through K and B. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm I'm mildly concerned. I do believe they're both upgrades. I'm really excited to see Kulishevsky. Um and Benton Kurt. You know he he is a a five time league champion, three times with Juve, twice with. Uh, uh, River Plate, I think, um, and 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 therefore does command a certain level of respect. I do think he's definitely an upgrade on on what we've got in midfield. Although I don't think he's a great deal different to what we've got in midfield. That's maybe where I'm still uncertain about the the Conte system. You know, I'm looking at for that kind of Barella type character um, who who could. He's he's not appeared yet, so I'm wondering who that becomes in time. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if he, Joe, if he's going to go to that three in the midfield, kind of like a, a flat three with the wing backs going, mm. and then two strikers. 
or is he going to go more the the three four three? I don't see how he's going to do it because Kulisevsky loves playing as a ten. I know he can op- sort of operate yep. wide and kind of float around. So maybe him and Son can do that around Kane, and then you just have Benton Kerr sitting alongside um, Hoiberg. Maybe maybe that's the way it'll go. It's an interesting one. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued to see whether it, you know a, a lot of what we've watched this season. It seems to be the three five two has has worked better. To be fair. But this seems to be that it's two, those are two signings that, to me, says he 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 would like to explore the three four three more. Um, my the thing that worries me is that um, <laughs> our, our right wing backs are, are Matt Doherty and um, and Emerson Royale and and. and <laughs> Like yeah. Will made the great kind of observation with Matt Doherty, he's just like a player where the ball just rebounds off him, and it's like that—that's his skill. Like just rebound ball, just keeps running into people and digging at their shins, and just somehow ends up with the ball, doesn't he? The yeah, the runs against Chelsea—it was just like, what's <laughs> happening? And just yeah, there's kind of no end product yet. He gets the ball in really strange situations. Sorry, this was against Leicester, not against Chelsea. But yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, he was uh, still. But then Royale, you've just got the most defensive Brazilian fullback I think I've ever seen in my life. Mm. And his ability yeah, to yeah, cross is, is almost non-existent. Hey, oh so my God, you're almost oh looking God. thinking where's Sergio, Sergio Aurier is, is getting quite bad. <laughs> He's in goal. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, he is. He's painting goal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's hanging um, above my bed, and I pray to him every night. <laughs> I I watch Royale, and I think if if Roy Hodgson got his hands on you, he'd bloody love you. Like he's got a Roy Hodgson right back all all over him. Um, I, I suppose Roy's back. Roy Roy is back. Roy is back. Um, and Don Ballet going to uh, back to Olympic Lyon. Uh, and Lo Celso going to Villarreal, Brian Heal going to Valencia, and uh, all all on loan deals with some sort of convoluted, um, you know, if the sun shines through um, seven trees directly and you can see the moon over yonder, then then you're compelled to buy him. Um, some sort of weird Daniel Levy type of 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 contract um but it it does again perhaps free up the the books for these wages to be outlaid uh, uh, for the other guys um i i, I guess uh, i've said all along i'm kind of oh, i'm happy with conte i put my trust in conte um and and this is starting to feel like how he wants his team now for better or for worse and, and you know we can get on to delhi maybe because that leads us to everton but he has he has moved these players on he's taken a look at them He's given them opportunities and for whatever reason, it's like, you know, I, d- I don't want these. And and I, d- I don't think it, it in any way says they're bad players. I don't think they are. I think Lo Celso, Tangi, Delhi, uh, Brian Hill, they're, they're all very good players, just perhaps not not in the system that, um, that Conte wants. Yeah, I read this interesting thing, Joe, about um, Conte recently and, and there's this kind of five-second um, transitional phase. So the, the minute you turn the ball over, he, he needs you back in a certain place. Um, and it's just, you know, it's really simple football, isn't it? You do it when you're coaching kids and it's like, okay, mm. we've lost the ball now. You need to stop, you need to think and you need to get back. And your first instinct mm. is drop back, drop into a position and be ready to for this next phase. And apparently um, he was just, when he was watching Delhi and Dembele and La Celso and they don't do it. They they just stay where they are or, or they'll go hunting the ball. They're out of position and he just couldn't handle it. And I think it was just a case of you to give them a little bit of time and then you just draw a line through them. You say, you know what, if I can ship these guys out and I can bring two new guys in, 
it's a new yeah. message and these are new guys and it sets his just draws his line in the sand doesn't it the other guys in the squad um they yeah. can they'll see that and they'll be like right okay yeah this is this is what's needed sort of thing and he's moving on big players on big salaries that aren't up to it um and i think poor old brian hill um he's just unfortunately an out and out left winger and he just, he's just not going to fit in that system he's not going to play left wing back yeah, uh, so he, he's he just not. doesn't fit. He's he's classic. I love him, but uh, he's just not going to fit in Conte team. So, I actually think he would have fitted quite nicely into a uh, and stay with me here into a, a Nuno three four three without any Harry Kane. I think I could see him in that wide, mm-hmm. that wide kind of left position. Yeah. I could um, see him in the Kevin yeah. Keegan's Kevin Keegan's ninety yeah. six Newcastle team <laughs> yeah. uh, coming on for Keith Gillespie. <laughs> And on comes Brian <laughs> Heel. Just run at people. Go at people. Yeah. You know? Perfect. Have a lovely old Whipped time. Whipped into Big Al. Back, back slaps at the end. Um, I'm going to miss those puppy dog eyes, though. Yeah. Do you know what? He's so lovely. Uh, uh, t- yeah. Spurs, uh, Tottenham Hotspur's Twitter feed said, uh, you know, it signposted the, uh, the, 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 the loan. It was like, Brian Heel will be, uh, is now uh, confirmed on loan to Valencia. And he just spent like... Thanks, guys. See you next season. <laughs> just, wow. just, See you, Brian. Just like, no, no, we won't, Brian. <laughs> not yeah. if Antonio's yeah. here. Probably not. Yeah. Um, talking about backslaps and kind of 90s vibes ball, uh, I think Jack coined Frank Lampard as Cockney vibes ball, which is where delhi has yeah. gone. Um, and, and Donny van der Beek, Will, is he going to get some game time? Yeah, please. Please, someone give this man minutes. Uh, even if it's Frank Lampard, please give him some minutes. I this the window just kind of smacks of everything that Kyle Anker has been saying about Everton. It's like they really need to figure out what it is they are trying to do because I feel like with the Lampard appointment, I don't know what they're trying to do there. Mashiri seems to like be absent for however long and then comes back and be like, "This is my new manager." It's like. Do you want to appoint a director of football first? Do you maybe just want to give it to Duncan Ferguson to the end of the season and get your house in order and then you can make like a really... Nope, you've gone with Lampard? Okay. Um, so The graffiti doesn't lie though, Will, does it? Hey, If it's written on a wall, better act on it. Bring in flank. True, yeah. true. Um, yeah, so I hope... I really hope both of them, like Ali... I hope for Lampard that it kind of works out and maybe this is the right club, but... Um, if it didn't work at Chelsea, I think this is a harder job. I think Everton at the minute is really hard. I think Everton's a pretty hard job anyway. I think the fans are very expectant there and there's a big turnaround on. Um, I know the fans are sort of crying out for some of the youth to get a chance. So whether he is able to do that in the same way that he brought through some admittedly very, very talented youngsters at Chelsea, maybe that he will... Um, but they now have a, a army of number 10s ready to back up Dominic Calvert-Lewin. <laughs> it reminds me uh, of um, yeah, Sam Allardyce did that, didn't he? He was like, I'm just... Didn't he buy, like, at one point, he had a lot of number 10s. He got Sigurdsson for 40 his... million from Swansea. I remember that. Yeah, and then Rooney came back, didn't he? <sighs> mm. Yeah. Had, what if, he had a few um, going on. What, what if Delhi plays ahead of Donny and Donny sits on the bench for Everton? What if that's a thing? <laughs> he goes on loan to Everton what? to be on the bench again. I once, um, I once said that I could name a hundred different brands of crisp better than uh, Doritos Cool Cheese, and I swear <laughs> my life I could have written a hundred clubs down 
that where I thought Delhi Alley would go and Everton wouldn't have been one of them. Mm. Crystal Palace that, would have. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Cockney Cockney vibes balls changed it, you see. <laughs> I'd love to have seen him with Conor Gallagher. That would have been oh really cool. Oh my god. That would have been wild. Yeah, man. That's yeah. I d- Did am I right in thinking that Deli Alley has gone on what is a free transfer, but yes. all of the add-ons can possibly rise up to 40 million? Correct. Yeah, that's what I read, yeah. Yeah, wow. 10 million after 20 appearances and then rising to 30 or 40 who the heck knows like yeah what a fall I, I from grace so you can remember him at 20 21 burst into the England Absolute team scored that goal against baller. France and it was like what a player and just he has yeah. just fallen off a cliff it's unbelievable really the last two years I, I remember when Spurs were like doing that weird thing where they were competing genuinely in the Champions League and uh, Dan Layden my, my favourite football artist um, he had done a BT sport piece with Delhi, uh, like as Salvador Dali, Salvador Dali esque kind of style, mm. and uh, and I just remember thinking like, whoa, like you are literally you're, you're the you're the poster boy for Tottenham's Champions League campaign, man. Um, I do hope he gets it. I do hope he gets it back. But I couldn't agree more. Will like it, this is a very confusing from Everton. Like, yeah from Lampard to, oh, well, let's go for Deli Ali. Really? Okay. Uh, and Donny van der Beek. Uh, okay. Right. Um, who next? Yeah. Who next? Yeah. Strange, strange squad. Can we, can we move quickly to the, especially as we've got Jimmy on the red half of that. City. Oh, lovely. Yes. Have, yes. Is that, ever been a more Liverpool signing than someone for like 35 million and a 90k wage they just love that region don't mm, they it's our it's, sweet spot yeah it feels yeah exactly yeah. and it's very astute yeah what I really like about it all is um and this Joe won't like this so much but apparently Spurs were doing all the work all the groundwork <laughs> and they pressed and they found out the amounts and the wage structure and the it was possible and then Liverpool stepped in and said we've been made aware that everything's ready to go who would you like to sign for and he said oh, I'd like to sign for yeah. you please mate so, it's Taylor's all this time I always remember uh, Chelsea did it with William I think um um, you know, yeah. Daniel Levy had, had put lots of groundwork in and Jose just came and was like, why don't you come to us at Chelsea? Like, yeah. okay, yeah, all right, I'll do that instead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did didn't, think that. In the Willian instance, didn't Spurs pay to fly him in? <laughs> did they? <laughs> yeah. I think I heard. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. And then sent the, sent the receipt to White Hart Lane. Yeah. In a similar sort of story, one of my best friends was in a nightclub in Birmingham and um, was chatting to this girl. And then someone just stood in front of him and he was like really annoyed. And he was like, I was going, getting on really well then. And he sort of moved around to the sides who it was. And this guy in front of him was just as like, I'm Gareth Barry. And that was it. He just stood down and just accepted it. And that's that's essentially what it's like in the transfer market. <laughs> Gareth Barry just cock blocks you and just so, stands in front of you. He got Gareth buried. Yeah, he's been buried. Oh. But now Diaz is a one, wonderful um, prospect. Hey, it's it's that perfect fit. And me and Jack were chatting away recently, obviously about different players we'd like to see coming in, and we didn't mention him at all. But um, yeah, having watched all the clips and, and seen what he's about. He just looks so explosive, so fast. And um, the way he cuts in on that right foot, some of the goals this season have just been incredible. So I think Mane really needed the competition. Now he's got it. So I think it's a wonderful signing. Really excited. And I'm really excited as well about 
I think hopefully it'll go through the Carvalho signing from Fulham, like picking off another really, really exciting young prospect who's who's going to be out of contract. And I think we'll pay a, a minimal fee for him. But um, yeah, coming through that Benfica Youth Academy and now playing for the England youth teams, another kind of Harvey Elliott style prospect through Fulham. So um, yeah, I think it's two, two great bits of business and um, really exciting for Liverpool in this back end of the season because that was an area you looked at and said, well, if Mane's not playing, who plays there? Um, and it was not really a Minamino, it's not a, a riggy role. And now we've all of a sudden got this explosive live wire Colombian. So I'm very excited. I wonder, are Liverpool's chances for the Champions League now, like even more elevated? Um, because yes, I, I still think, sure, think maybe yeah. that the, the league is, is a, you know, it, it is going to take Man City to, to essentially muck up along the way. But Liverpool looked, I think Liverpool and cup competitions elite cup competitions they look strong Klopp loves it um, and again it's like Liverpool are an even scarier prospect after having what like a perfect group phase they were yeah. weren't they yeah it was yeah six six out of six yeah no I think mm. so and I think that you know maybe 60 you know 60 70 minutes in a game things aren't quite working if, if you bring someone like that on and, and the poor right back whoever he is deal, deal with Mane for an hour and then suddenly go okay this guy's coming on I think that's what you need, isn't it, in squads and and uh, possibly Firmino coming on for Jota. Like you, you need that competition, and it's it's hard to sustain. And we we haven't maybe got the money to pay everyone, but I think the succession plan it looks as if it's it's taking shape now, and um, I, I think it's very very exciting. So we'll see. Who knows in the Champions League? But I think we're definitely in 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 the conversation now. I'm glad we um, we were able to play that part and, I appreciate and it, assist Joe. you. Thank you so if much. If it means you get the Champions League, I'll be all right. I'll be all right with that. I quite, I'd, I'd like Liverpool to win the Champions League. If you can't win the league, yeah, you're too kind, Joe. Yeah, that's okay. That's all right. It's your first. Are there any clubs that you guys there. reckon it's like missed opportunity? They should have done something. God, that's a good. That's a good that's shout. A good question. I'm a bit surprised United didn't go on, on, that, on the centre midfielder, but maybe they they just hold off and keep going. Maybe now's not the right time. I thought the Zakaria deal was a bit like, yeah, that could have fitted quite nicely. Yeah. Very, very dynamic midfielder. That would have been yeah. nice. But yeah, maybe you wait for your permanent manager and see whatever the hell this season is going to yeah. be because it's a bit of a car crash, it isn't is. it? I feel like West Ham is mine. I think West Ham should have strengthened. Yeah, for sure. And I, yeah, I think well, it's a we, we mentioned earlier on, yeah, that the, the Phillips and Rafinha thing is, is trying to make fans, um, you know, abate fans and say, well, we tried, but you're not going to get those players. Um, and then the, the thing with Darwin Nunes, again, let's get linked with a really, really good player and go up as far as 50 million, but they're not going to sell at that price. So it's almost just trying, you know, trying to create some some hype and a bit of chat. So everyone's going, oh, well, never mind. It's like, well, you're not going to get those players. And I think they really needed Which it. Which I actually think... Um, is is really unmoisy, like that approach. The, mm. Those, uh, I actually, you know, one of the things I've always quite liked about David Moyes is he kind of he's pretty good at recruiting. Let's be honest, like he, he's he's smart. Yeah. And do you think though, Gold and Sullivan were probably more to do with that? Do you think that Moyes? Yeah, that, that's yeah. what makes me wonder. Yeah. It's like, should we go for these? Like, I, I don't see Moyes just appears too savvy to think. Oh, could you go and try and get for me, Rafinha? <laughs> And um, and Calvin Phillips yeah. from Leicester, uh, from from Leeds. Yeah. Like, I, I can't see him doing that. I could see him. I could actually see him going for someone like uh, Brereton Diaz. 
Like that would have been yeah. a sign in that. Yeah, I heard they were just twenty two years old, like great you know, that could be some like okay, and and you could see that working type of thing. But unfortunately, like and I'm not, you know, Spurs aren't on knocking down anything wonderful at the moment, but but West Ham just I think it's the kit, guys. I always think it's the kit for West Ham. I would hate to play in that kit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, like if somebody said to you you can be a professional footballer for, for the rest of your entire career. I always used to think about with Tony Pulis, like if you be a professional footballer, but your entire career has to be playing under Tony Pulis, would you still do it? And, and the same for the West Ham kit. Would you still be a professional footballer if you had to wear all that West Ham kit? Ones, like Villa and no. Burnley and Scunthorpe? I am. I am okay with Burnleys and I am okay with Villas. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't... I know what this is, Joe. It doesn't take a psychologist to pick it's, your brains it's... on this one, but you're a Spurs <laughs> fan and you don't like West Ham. It's pretty simple. It's, it's, <laughs> I don't feel as though that is, but maybe I need some deep psychotherapy and then it'll all come out. It's like, like saying yeah, it to me, oh, Sam. Jimmy, Liverpool are bringing out their new blue away kit for next year. What do you think about it? <laughs> no, I don't like it. Don't like it. <laughs> um, all right. Um, well, I, I think we should perhaps go to, to, to Newcastle and, uh, and, and, and talk about their... <sighs> their spending. Um, just on a side note, I really listened to quite a good... Um, a good little podcast. Uh, it's got Patarik Panya uh, and and two other cracking journalists. Uh, and on, on all accounts, Mike Ashley, who never likes to go down with a with a, with a fight, uh, without a fight. Sorry, um, he's kind of taking Amanda Staveley to court on the basis that um, it's believed, or he's he's disputing that she had the funds to uh, to purchase her shares for the club, and. And on all accounts, it's going to get a bit messy because it doesn't seem as though she did have the funds. Uh, apparently, she had to borrow the funds. Um, so that's quite funny. Um, like, uh, yeah, Mike Ashley is just such a... And he's also suing them because they removed uh, the Sports Direct Arena um, uh, billboards. Yeah. Pulled it like, down apparently the stadium, they, yeah. Yeah, well, apparently it was in the contract that it had to stay up till the end of the season. And now he's like, you've done that. Okay, well... Yeah, I'm going to have your, your guts for garters. Um, Newcastle signed uh, Bruno. Now, are, are we are, are we going to go Gomares? I'm going to just go for Gomares, guys. All right, Bruno yeah. Gomares. I don't I'm think it's that. I'm thinking maybe Gimarish. Gimarish. Yeah, oh, yeah, that Gimarish. sounds better. Is that what you were yeah. going to say, Will? No, I was going to defer to Jimmy because okay. I have heard... Jimmy's pronunciations of all names tonight and they've been pretty bang on and I've heard it said properly and I can't do it but Jimmy just did it perfectly so there we go. has got a lot of Portuguese kids in my school here in Jersey so it really helps that's how I've been working on it yeah thanks whenever I talk about him I'm just going to copy and paste you saying his name and just paste (laughs) it yeah you've really got to get into it Yeah, <laughs> um, that's a that's a tasty signing again. Um, Will maybe one that uh, I think uh, I think Alex Stewart actually made a pretty astute observation. Like, there's a lot of clubs that should not necessarily have allowed Newcastle to have managed to secure the signing of of this caliber of player because he's really really yeah. good. Yeah, I've heard him likened to De Bruyne. I've heard him uh, likened to. Um, uh, uh, oh yeah, him. Blanking on the other. Hatem Ben Arfa, the other guy. 
No, it wasn't Ben Arthur. It was, um, I don't know, Fabio Colicini. Yeah. But he, he, fit, he fitted <laughs> um, in that Lyon midfield, hey, so well, because you got him yeah, and you got exactly. Hassan Moore, and they're just like real ball players, luxury, the way they move the ball around. And he, his engine is ridiculous. It doesn't fit in that Newcastle team at all. It's um, it's no, a bizarre no. one. He's going he's going to be brilliant for them if he is the difference. It'd be amazing. But I like the other ones. Do you think we ever get to see him flanked by the Longstaff? I brothers? really hope so. I really hope. Shel- Shelby amazing, getting him it? on the training ground, telling him a few things. This is how you hit a ball, <laughs> mate. But um, yes, I think if you look at the others like Wood, Taggart, and we got the Dan Burn. Have we got that one over the line? Because we have a big whopping fifteen mil. So, yeah, they're just like big solid blokes, aren't they? They're, they're real, like we're in a relegation scrap. So we'll have those three. Definitely Dan Byrne on corners with Chris Wood coming off his shoulder. And then Bruno in the middle, just pulling strings. So it's an interesting the trips one. swinging in the set pieces. Yeah. In in Harry Potter, in the game of Quidditch, there's a, there's a position called, uh, I think it's called, a, is it a bludger? And your job is just to like, to smash people out the way. Um, and I just feel like Newcastle are, are a team of that. Like when you talked about the long staff, so like your job is just to like keep people away from him. All right, boss. Yeah. All right, yeah. we'll do that. Does Eddie how does Eddie how shout back to the bench? Fetch me the long staffs. <laughs> and the two of them come running out together. Yeah, Grant and we, Phil long on they go off, off the off the north. But um, yeah, we got to mention it, Joe, as well. The whole the Chris Wood thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked. Go on. Yeah. So the the twenty five million for him that gives Burnley the money to go out and and I'll struggle with this one, Will, because this is more Dutch. But I'm going to go Vijhorst. Think about that. Vijhorst. Wout. Wout Vijhorst. Yeah. Nice. I don't know how you say it. Wout. I love his name. Wout, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's not really pronounceable. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if he if he if he scores the goals to keep Burnley up at Newcastle's expense. That's one of my favourite little bits of narrative of the whole season, I think. This is a guy with 70 goals in 144 games for Wolfsburg as well. Like, he has been prolific for them. I remember last season he had a strike rate of, like, 0.7 at the halfway point. Wasn't he, like, 27 goals last year in the Bundesliga or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really, really prolific. So to get him for that price as well. Yeah. yeah. Seems like an upgrade for half the price. Massively. Crazy stuff. And it's really out there for Sean Dyche. He's really pushing it out there now because he goes and gets Max Corner. Everyone's like, Who, who's this guy? He's got an accent. Oh my God. He, he doesn't speak like the rest of us. And, and now there's a Dutchman. I imagine the Dutchman will probably speak better English than the rest of the squad anyway. But still, <laughs> he's getting very continental down there at Burnley now with his two foreign players. I must uh, say, I think guys, Cornet the is the is sign of the season. Oh, go on. Matty Longstaff has just joined uh, Mansfield Town on loan. Oh dear. No. Yeah. <sighs> Fetch me my Longstaff <laughs> is is redundant already. <laughs> what a shame. What a shame. Mansfield. I'll check you out, Will. That's a, that's a drop, isn't it? That's a, that's a serious Yeah, that's drop, a yeah. fall. Shamefully, it's, <laughs> on the second half of that post is that he actually spent the first half of the season on loan at Aberdeen. Didn't no, know okay. that. Oh, yeah. So all over to you, Sean. <laughs> so, yeah, gonna have to carry, gonna carry have to uh, have to carry the Longstaff name. Yeah, it'll be uh, Sean Longstaff and Isaac Hayden instead. Oh wow, Isaac Hayden. If I guys find it strange, we had nothing from Watford. Surely the Potsos would have been doing something, just bringing in some 
random players from Udinese or, or somewhere, Granada, nothing. See, they I, on uh, Football Three Six Five. I'm looking at their ins, and they have been pretty active, and they are all exactly those kind of transfers. So they've actually signed. Um, Hassan Kamara from Nice. They've signed uh, Maduka Okoye from Sparta Rotterdam. I'm saying it like I know these players. I've no idea who any of them are. Uh, they've signed Samir from Udinese on an undisclosed fee. Oh, there we go. That makes me feel better. Yeah. Uh, and a couple of others, all for, all for less than five okay, million. So they've done all their business and earlier on in the window. They're wiser. Yeah, they're not like messing it. around, yeah, scrabbling yeah. around on this last day. I just yeah, think they've broke the... Um, I think they broke the system. I, I think they've gamed the system. It's like where you figure out how to game one of the slot machines in a casino. Nobody notices. They just they just rechannel players through. Um, just uh, do you not find it so refreshing? Because you think sometimes you think oh, I'm really in tune with like the football landscape. I know my players, and then Watford like field their eleven. You're like who? The crap are these eleven players? Yeah, like, I don't know any of them. Watford yeah. to me feels like when you're on Champ Manager in the year 2039, and they're just regenerating yeah. players. <laughs> Even Except their Tom Cleverley is right. still there. Yeah, yeah, Cleverley is still there. Tom and, Cleverley and, is the constant that you can hang your hat on. And Ben Foster's in goal. Um, He's 64. <laughs> I, I wanted just to, to, to signpost too because uh, I think we've um, we we have we've gone deep on on this. Uh, Jeremy Boga going from uh, Sassuolo to Atalanta. I know that happened a while ago, but it's only just kind of been been completed. Is a great bit of business, and uh, and I think Jonathan Acone going to Fiorentina obviously uh, is uh, is is not going to fill the gap, but um, he's really he was he was quite an exciting player at, at Lille, um, and uh, he played a big part. In the Gaultier last season, and uh, I'm quite quite looking forward to seeing how he he beds in. Um, but yeah, I just wanted. Uh, obviously, oh Christ, we forgot. Like I know trips as you know, trips happened a oh, while yeah, ago. True. But Kevin Trippier yeah, going seems as like well, a long like, time ago. And it does. What about Christian Eriksen at Brentford, Joe? As well, that's a <gasps> that's a quick one to yeah, mention. Well, eh? a lovely one to end yeah. on. Heartwarming. Yeah. Heartwarming, excuse the pun, Will, but I really do hope. Oh, yeah, I really do yeah. hope he's all right because if you, in Italy you're not allowed to, you, know, you can't get insured, and he comes back to England, and uh, I really hope he's he's healthy and he, he gets back in playing football again because what a player, what a talent, and um, what what better club than Denmark FC to go back and play for? So yeah, I hope he, hope it all goes well for him. He yeah, will yeah. be adored, I think, as well by the Brentford mm. fans. Yeah, absolutely, and and and. Um, now you've got like him and James Wood Prowse like going at it again for like <laughs> always asking questions of a goalkeeper with free kicks. Yeah. I, I think Ericsson's one and the same. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Um, should we? Should we? Should we wrap up that that transfer? Um, that was that was pretty epic, guys. Um, so much happened. I'd, yeah. I'd like us to uh, to talk a bit of uh, Afcon. Um, I know, I know you guys have, uh, have have enjoyed it. Actually, it's. I think what we probably have to do is is uh, is is respect the the, the 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 tragedy that that occurred last uh, last week. I know we kind of missed it, and, and I know it kind of uh, it happened midweek. But um, you know, England has has had its fair share of 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 these kind of things occur, and um, only only hope that. That things can be improved in time, um, 
I think eight people lost their lives. It might have been more now. Um, it was a crush, uh, you know, complications of, of gates being opened. It's, it sounds all a little bit scarily familiar to a certain degree. Um, and, and we just hope that people are held to account and, and lessons are learned. I, th- I think that's the important thing from it. Um, I watched the Cameroon game, uh, with, with my dad on, on Saturday. Um, I just want to quickly say, uh, dad texts me on Sunday. And he's like, Joe, what AFCON games are on and where can I watch them? And I was like, I love you so much, Dad. And I told him, one, you're going to have to stream uh, and, and one's on iPlayer. And he was like, I can't be bothered to stream it today. I'll just watch the the one in the evening on iPlayer. Um, and like of all the things that I'll have achieved in my life, teaching my dad how to stream football matches illegally is is probably the single uh, greatest greatest achievement. Um but uh, but but yeah, go go back to Saturday. Um, I think I wasn't. I, I think you watched it as well. Will is that right? You watched the you watched the Cameroon game. I did. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought um, you know completely echo your thoughts there. And I actually thought the the game felt very emotional off the back of that, didn't it? it was, uh, yeah, it was yeah. definite um, yeah. atmosphere in the stadium. Yeah, was it the same stadium? No, it, it wasn't. Or, no, no, the semi-finalists, isn't it? So the, the game with Egypt, Cameroon, will be going That's back right. there. I mean, that must be, yeah, pretty, uh, well, I mean, the, the emotion must be carrying them at the moment, but it must be a lot to take on board for that country right now. Yeah, yeah. I think you saw it in uh, Toko Akambe's celebrations, kind of, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of emotion. Yeah, yeah, there was. Um, on a, on a more uplifting, uh, level, uh, uh, my, my dad and I, and Sai put it into the group chat. And once he said it, I was, I was transfixed, but there was a group, there was a unit, a square unit of, of the Gambian, uh, uh fans who literally just dance left and right left and right, like two step left, two step right for the entire game. And they were all red, they're all either painted red, red and blue, or wearing their red uh, football shirts. And it was so cool to watch. Just, just constant bump, 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 bump. Um, and yeah, yeah, absolutely love that. It's, it's one of the rare, beautiful things that you get in the game. Yeah, um, I think I must African, say, I'm, African fans, Joe, would, would surely come as number one in the world, wouldn't they? I know the Brazilians would I push th- push them, but surely African fans are the best. Surely. I, I think so. I, th- I think that the, there's just, it's, it's the joy, man. I think I talked about yeah. it at the start of the tournament. Yeah, like, joy it's the colour, it's the dancing, yeah, yeah it's everything. Yeah. They're just having a good yeah. time. It is absolutely that. Um, I, I, uh, I'm loving Vincent uh, Abubakar um, in oh, this man. tournament. Him and Toko Akambe looked cool. so good in that game. Like, Seriously. Just, he's like decoy runs all the time. Like He's such a threat. Those couple of headers that were like just saved uh, when it was still nil-nil. Yeah, he, he just looked. For me, he's been the player of the tournament, I'd say. Yeah, I've talent, yeah, talent yeah. ID'd a guy in the Egypt-Morocco game, um, number 10, Mohamed Salah for Egypt, who I thought looks, <laughs> he looks a prospect. So that's my little tip for you guys. Go and have a little look at him in the semi-final. <laughs> if we transition that to that guy, I in my notes here, I've just got the Salah looks like he's playing with a little less conversation, the, the, the remix from the Scorpion <laughs> advert, just in his head at all times. There's a moment in the first half where he's like dribbling, and he's just got three players around him, three or four at all times. And they like manage to poke the ball away, but he just kind of like hooks it back a little bit and he just keeps going and going. He's just, yeah, he looked 
a couple of times I've watched him, he's been a tiny bit underwhelming. Yeah. Mainly because he's had so much attention yeah, on yeah. him, I think. But um, yeah, he turned it on, and oh my goodness, that assist for Trezeguet was just Salah doing Salah yeah. things. Absolutely loved nice it. Nice celebration as well. The old boot on the knee, shine up the boot. I like. I'm a big fan. Big yeah, fan. Yeah, that's a classic. Yeah. That is a beautiful thing. Do you not find um, with uh, Abubakar that I don't feel like I watch many strikers in European football like him, like the 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 aerial prowess. Um, the timing of the runs, uh, I, I, yeah, I just, I almost feel he's quite, uh, you know, I've, that's, I think that's part of the thing that was drawn me to him. Obviously, they're, they're utilising his aerial ability, um, and man, can that, like, he's just so great in the air. I just, just love it. And, and I must say, the, the absolute passion and uh, energy that Collins Fye had. I don't, if you watch the, uh, the anthems at the start. He sang. I, I thought he was just literally just going to explode at some point. Um, and he's only little. He's like five foot two or something. Um, but man, he, yeah, immense, immense energy. Um, talk, talk to us about the, the Egypt-Morocco game, guys. Uh, I, I, I didn't catch it myself. Um, well, I was playing centre-back that... for Egypt. So I had a really good view <laughs> throughout. Uh, so I can give you first-hand experience. Um, but uh, yeah, um, it was... Um, it wasn't wasn't the best game. There's a lot a lot of fouls on a not a particularly good pitch. Um, so other than the little moments of brilliance from from Salah, you wouldn't really put it down as a classic. Um, proper kind of tournament football, you know. Um, and a bit of a shame because I think Morocco can play some good stuff and, and have done, and then they can can be really entertaining. But I think Kiros's sort of dogmatic um, shit style really just brings the other team down to that level, and then they just get the job done because they've got one world class player. So um, yeah, you could maybe win a tournament like that. But uh, despite Mo being in that team, I'd love to see Cameroon beat them and get to the final because um, it keeps the whole nation going as well, doesn't it? I think. Uh, Maybe Cameroon Senegal final is is the big one, but who knows what Burkina Faso could do? The the wild card. They're they're, yeah, they're my favourite team. You know, everything they're doing for their country at the minute, with you know everything that's going on there politically, like what an incredible distraction and celebration that that country's got with their football team right now. Um, yeah, I thought the I I didn't watch their game, but I did watch Egypt Morocco and. I've just got here that it was a protein shake of a game. It wasn't necessarily like the most enjoyable thing I've ever consumed, but <laughs> it, it did give me what I needed. It was tournament yeah. football. It did have the the sort of um, jeopardy that goes along with that. I thought you had Hakimi and Salah sort of both uh, respectively turning it on at various points. Hakimi's run, um, his free kicks as well. I'd never... Yeah. Never seen him really hit free kicks before, but this tournament, my well, word, he's yeah. shown he can do that. Um, I wonder, I, 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 like, I um, like a... what is the record for free kicks scored in a tournament? Because I, I don't, I don't know. Like, he scored two free kicks in one tournament, which I feel like is quite rare. Yeah, I think if yeah. you think about that free kick, the, the Hikimi, the, the second one, the more recent one was this, the amount of dip and swerve and pace on that was ridiculous and then you could think of the Comoros free kick uh, the Changama free kick that is just I can't I've watched it over and over again and I cannot believe it's the purest strike it's kind of just in front of the laces he's no backlift 
it just defies all logic. And the ball is almost too fast for the screen. It's just in the back of the net. I can't, mm-hmm. I still that can't work Leon out. Janino, yeah. isn't it? Like that's yeah. the only player that would it be is. good yeah. that. Yeah, it's a good shout. A but good my shout. absolute favourite is the uh, the Malawi goal, the, uh, the Gabardino goal. That is, to get a ball that far out from goal and turn, and, and, and again, no backlift, just hit it from there way downtown top corner that that goal is outstanding for me that's my favorite goal of the season pure yeah, world and is. i think the there's i love a free kick but also i think i prefer the long ranger from from open play where it kind of yeah takes it eyes it up and goes, yeah, yeah i just I'm can't believe he hits it the defenders <laughs> no one's closing him it's just you're not shooting from here yeah. and just bang it's gone amazing and no one's closing him but yeah none of them are to blame no <laughs> keeper included <laughs> it's just fine. yeah it's going in the top corner yeah. and yeah Absolute worldy. Did anyone else think? Um, I don't know if you've seen it, Joe, but uh, Bufal's penalty. He like he hit that like a free kick. He like curled it into the top <laughs> corner. Do he, do you not think Bufal hits really cool every player. single? He 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 just strikes a ball so damn beautifully. Yeah. Like every time he he connects with the ball. Um, yeah, I, I think he's a lovely player, Sofian Bufal. Actually, um, yeah, luxury. Yeah, really is. Yeah, it's pure luxury, isn't he? It's like opulent. Yeah. Oh, um, just a quick bit of love to Burkina Faso because we spoke about players of the tournament. Um, I really feel Herve Coffey, uh, the keeper. I love him, man. I really, yeah. I, I, I think he's been loads of fun. He's a really solid keeper. I love his distribution. Um, and Blati Torre, who's uh, who's playing in midfield and like midfield too. Um, it's just had some really, really solid performances. Um, yeah, like those two guys stood out. I think it's a huge, um, it's a huge achievement for them to be semi-finals, man. Um, yeah, amazing. Wouldn't it? Oh, mm. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, quick one on, on Senegal. I do find it funny that it could be uh, Salah and, and Mane against each other in, in the final. Like there, there has been a little bit of, like you think, like Man City have ha- managed to navigate every possible advantage this season, yeah. and what's the other advantage they get? Yeah. They get Mares back like straight away. Whereas Klopp is like, my guys, my guys are still like gunslinging yeah. it out, like yeah. <laughs> going all the way. Yeah, I think his big worry would be yeah. Salah surrounded by four um, players at all times, and you're never sure which one's going to two foot challenge him first, and and, and Mane is probably playing concussed I'm not sure he actually yeah. knows what's going on and they just go get out there go on keep going Sadio so uh, <laughs> just yeah, one more really game Sadio <laughs> yeah. yeah how many fingers 12 yep play on son <laughs> yeah really worrying <laughs> yeah he was he was um, subbed off wasn't he kind of essentially laid down after uh... yeah he was blacked out didn't he so he shouldn't be on the field yeah. um, so that was definitely worrying but yeah I just hope you know everything's being followed as it should and obviously he'd be he'd be dying to play but I, yeah he um just worrying when you see that happen hey and then it's that thing of it's such a big tournament you, you just want to get out there and do your thing but i think when anyone actually is knocked out surely there needs to be some some rest in there and some recovery i, I don't know that's what worries me for sure for sure who have you guys got so well i, I just want to say i was not aware that ishmael Assar had now joined senegal so when I saw him on the score sheet for Senegal, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, you you, you arrived. I, yeah, wasn't, yeah. I wasn't aware of that. I think he went with a hamstring injury, didn't he? And they said they couldn't play him until the knockouts. So he's been he's been nursing it and getting himself fit again. Nice. Mm. It's, like a, it's like a January transfer, isn't it? Sure it's is. Up level. <laughs> uh, what, who, 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 who you fancy? Who are we taking? 
I, I'm going I Cameroon think, all the um, way for sure. Are you? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah I, I, I want Cameroon. I, I want. I want them to have their uh, their, their their moment in the sun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I tipped them along with seven other teams in the first part. <laughs> yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll continue with yeah. that. <laughs> Where are the other seven? Are they still around? Are they? Are they? <laughs> well, Algeria were one of them. So. <laughs> oh yeah. I think Nigeria was yeah. another. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nigeria, um, Ivory Coast. They were in there. And I think you have to go for Senegal. I think it'd be amazing. Uh, I, I think just Burkina Faso are just going to play with the the uh, the proverbial handbrake off, aren't they? Um, you know, nothing to lose, Joe. Nothing to lose. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's also one of my favourite capital yeah. cities in the world. Just random fact, but it's Wagadougou, and it's pretty hard to beat. All right. That's that's pretty impressive. Thanks, mate. Have you have you have you been there? No, it does host the African Film Festival. I can give you that much information. But um, yeah, if you're ever wondering where to go and you you know stuck on your luck, think looking at EasyJet flights. Yeah, pop to Wagadougou for the weekend. Wagadougou, mm. nice. I bet it sounds yeah. nice in an Aussie accent as well. Is that did Wagadougou, Wagadougou mate? lovely lovely all right um listeners like uh like a daniel levy uh contract negotiation um we have we've gone on too long uh some other pod are going to swoop in and uh and just like liverpool take snaffle up all the all the good bits um we're gonna we're gonna shelve our player swap we're gonna shelve it um Shall I say my teams? No, I'm not going to say my teams. Say your teams, Will. Go on, say who are you going to swap? Chelsea and Juve. Oh, who are you going to swap, Will? Uh, Jimmy. I was going to do uh, West Brom and Liverpool. Didn't see that coming, <gasps> did you? I know who that is. Wow. I know that bloody is. Divock Origi and Ishmael Assar. That's who it is, isn't no, it? No, no, it's actually uh, Andy Carroll for uh, Bobby Firmino. I just want to see Andy Carroll work <laughs> just once. <laughs> 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 oh, I love it. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Um, <laughs> listeners, we are, uh, yeah, we've, we've gone on too long. We've indulged. It's been a, it's been a lovely pod, guys. Uh, but like Jimmy said, uh, we don't want to go cramping up and, uh, and, and leaving ourselves short for, for what no doubt will be the final, uh, next week. Um, we do hope you've enjoyed us uh, coming together. I, I hope you have enjoyed as much as, uh, as Will and I have having the, the dulcet tones of Jimmy Townsend. Mate, Thanks, what a pleasure, a pleasure it's been. Absolute you enjoyed. Yeah. yeah, the hamstring's just twanging now, so it's definitely a good time to knock it on the head. But um, it's, been a, it's been an honour and a pleasure to work with you two, and I look forward to more in the future. Give the old finger wave and like the, the, the maybe like the, the, you know, cross another throat, like... Get, yeah, get them off. Yeah. Get them off yeah, the yeah. pitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Will, um, always a pleasure, my man. Always a pleasure. Likewise, likewise to you too. Lovely Love stuff, to buddy. You both. Yeah. Take care, everyone. Love it, um, listeners. Uh, thanks for joining us. Um, enjoy the Afcon. We haven't got much left. Um, just question: Is there a third and fourth place playoff? Do you know? Do they do they do that in Afcon? I don't know. Yeah. Mm, they didn't at the Euros, did they? I'm quite uh, essentially, you know, googling it furiously. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Six of the okay. second. There you go. So you got, you, you know, we've got 
maximum four games, but but three games of absolute uh, jeopardy, listeners. So getting on that, um, enjoy your football. We will be back next week uh, to talk more. Uh, come find us on Facebook, Twitter, get in touch with us and uh, stay well. Speak soon. <laughs>